We don't want to wait. We don't want to wait. <laughs> My name is Robin. I'm Stephanie. And Smallville is back to be good. Back. Hey, um, have I wished you a, a happy Tom Welling Day? What? Yeah, oh, was his, it his birthday? It's his birthday. He's well, four, he's that, 41 today. 40, I saw that him and Michael are in Australia. Yeah. Far, far, far away from that Allison Mack news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so funny They they did a um, It was like page 6 or something I was reading And it was like Tom Welling is celebrating his 41st birthday And you know And, and he's recently engaged And uh, I, I, I'd i love to hear the private conversation Between Michael and, and Tom by the way Because You know Michael giving him crap for being married Like right as soon as he Got famous um, On Smallville So he Tom was actually married from 2002 to 2015, and now he's getting now he's getting married again. Um, but anyway, like this page six article was like Tom Welling is having a birthday, and uh, and and uh, you know he's he's also recently engaged. Isn't that great? However, you know this his birthday lands around the same time that Allison Mack was recently arrested for being in a sex call, and we've reached out to the representative of Tom Welling, and they are not. They're not offering any comments at this time. It's like, way to turn a nice little puff piece about Tom Welling's birthday into like, and by the yeah, way, he started I mean, with somebody who uh, probably uh, ruined a lot of people's lives, you know? Yeah. And he, I mean, he has nothing to do with it. Right. I even posted a, uh, a, a, a article with uh, interviewing um, Pete. What's his name? Yeah. Sam Jones the third. Thank you. I was like James Earl. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> that is not it. And he was like, "Oh man, he was. She was just. She was normal when I was working with her." Yes, that was fifteen <laughs> years ago. Yeah, and that was that was before she was into the cult. Uh, yeah. So, oh, what, oh, what is this big news story about? She tried to get Emma Watson involved. Oh yeah, yeah. There was actually like private mess or not even private messages, but tweets. Like, dear, you know, Emma Watson, you know, if I have a great group that you'd probably be interested in, you know, right when she was uh, really starting to get into, you know, her. Yeah, because it sounds like she, from her perspective, she was, it was a movement to empower women, that it was a group to empower women. Uh, You know, it's it's that thing that villains always see themselves as the hero. She didn't know, she doesn't realize she was doing anything wrong. Right, yeah. But she was. Oh. Anyway, let's talk about some episodes. I, you know, I got to say, I just, you know, it's I, I, I wanted to mention it because I got to say it, it, it was a, a little hard. It's really breaking your heart, isn't it? It it's really, really- <laughs> dude. I was such a Chloe. I love Chloe so much, and I don't care. Whatever. She's played by a, a, like what's who's turning out to be a, a, a fucking monster, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but like. It, it, I, I do, I, I do still love Chloe, but it's really like it's well, tough I to choose, talk about. <laughs> I choose, to, I choose to believe that Allison got sucked into this, and her mind is twisted by this guy, and she thinks that she's doing good, and she, I mean, I think, yeah. I just think that she got wrapped up with with this guy who was bad news, and it's ruined her life, Ugh. and that's just how I, I and choose she's to probably going to go to jail for like fifteen years. <laughs> Yeah. So uh yeah. Oh. And I hear they're already planning on making like a biopic 
like of the whole what? or like a whole movie about like what went down in Nexium. So wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll be there to cover that, right, Steph? No, we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, mention let's it. Watch that. <laughs> because I mean, uh, who knows if it's going to be? You know, when you watch a biopic, you know it's changed, and you know you don't know what is realistic and what's been changed just for dramatic dr- uh, dramatic sake. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Infamous. Uh, Infamous it was the, so good, so good. The one where the world finds out about Clark Kent. Yeah, this was such a cinema, cinematic episode. Oh, and it was, so was actually shots. it was supposed to be uh, directed by Tom Welling. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Who you know? He did. He was given the reins of Apocalypse last uh, s- season. So it seems like Infamous is kind of like the same kind of thing, like an alternate uh, uh, future, uh, like Apocalypse was. You know, um, but uh, Tom actually got sick during pre-production. Um, Got like a really, oh, wow. really bad cold, so he couldn't. He handed the reins over to uh, Glenn Winter, who took over. So yeah, it's such a beautiful episode, mm-hmm. just all the way around. Like the in the rain and the so much wet Clark. Wet Clark. Wet Clark is up there with <laughs> with uh, torture, David Boreanaz. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Some of my favorite things that Clark in a suit, Jordan know. Catalano leaning against the locker, <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, Tori Spelling, yes, does a much better episode, a much better job in this episode. She strikes the right tone, mm. the the right villainous tone. Yeah, she's leaning into full like this is villain of the week territory. She is she is a super villain now. Yeah, and she talks in puns. <laughs> Yeah, before she didn't know what she was doing. She just showed up. Now it's like, I've been circling the drain of obscurity, but I'm ready to make a splash. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I like how she pulls this paper out, you know, after she's been like turned, she was water and then she formed in front of Clark. Oh, yeah. I was wondering that too. Where'd the paper come from? Well, then it's like, where did the clothes come from? Why why is she fully clothed? And also, so so if she can turn things that she touches into water, if anything she holds on to, anything that's touching her body can turn into water, that should be like a power she's I using. Know. Like I can disintegrate you into water, you know, by just touching yeah. you. But whatever. Yeah. Too too deep. Too deep. Like 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 the like the deep end of the pool. Okay. Um Oh, uh my my first note actually is Hooray, Lois is back. <laughs> Yes, thank goodness. Because, you know, just like she just storms into this episode pissed. Like, you forgot about me, all you Smallville viewers. You forgot about Lois Lane. I'm back. <laughs> and I don't expect to be the top on your priority list. You know, like, you've been cried over Lana Lang the last couple of episodes. Listen to me. I, I'm, I'm Lois Lane, damn it. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, I love the fact that she's like making Clark feel guilty, but also making us feel guilty. Uh, so Clark is ready to come out of the closet. Yeah. At first I was like, well, this is a rash decision that Clark yeah. makes. <laughs> yeah. And then it just all escalates so quickly. Uh, yep. Yeah. For the first time in my life, I may actually be myself. Uh, yeah. At first he, um, and okay. Skipping ahead to, to, um, eternal. Oh boy. That's how- all the way to the end of the podcast. Okay. 
Well, well, just how there's the Judas and Jesus analogy uh, to yes. uh, Davis, and this episode, uh, infamous, is so much like Jesus coming into Jerusalem. Okay. Because when G- when G- okay, for people who don't know the Bible, Raise Jesus his hand. comes into <laughs> Jesus comes into the into Jerusalem like a hero. They're throwing the palms down and Jesus is on a donkey and they're welcoming 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 him in like he's a you know uh, a celebrity. You know, everybody's excited that he's there. Yeah. And then things happen and people turn on him and then they are boo, hiss, you know, and they're, they crucify <laughs> Jesus. So that's what's going on in this episode is, you know, uh, as soon as the world finds out about the, the red, blue blur, blur that it's, that it's Clark Kent, you know, they're, they're celebrating him. They're so excited. They want his autograph. And then they all, the authorities and everybody just turn on him like on a dime. What? Can I just ask you one question? I don't mean to yes. turn this into Bible class, but didn't Jesus have a legion ring too? No. no? Jesus. Damn it. <laughs> you really could have used one of those. <laughs> yeah, that's not how I expected him to use the legion ring. Yeah. I thought he was going to go into the future. Hmm. Well, anyway. Uh, <laughs> now the legion ring's gone. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Davis is uh, chewing antipsychotics like they're like Nicorette gum. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I really like this arc. Yeah, where he's fighting it, he's fighting the monster. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm just restocking my my rig. Like my ambulance needs like pocketfuls of antipsychotics. Yeah, this is what I need the most of. It's for <laughs> all the crazy people that I pick up. Yeah. She's like, oh, I hope you get. I hope it gets to whoever needs it. He's like, yeah, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, Clark uh, decides to out himself at the Daily Planet to none other than Lois Lane. Um, he wants Lois to write his story. Yes, because he trusts her. And he says, "I was and, busy and, protecting people. That's why I left you at the al- airport. I am the red blue bur- blur. I, we can't. We both can't say it. I thought it was just your stuffy nose, but I can't say red blue blur really, very very easy easily. I can't even say words. I'm done. <laughs> Bye, everybody." <laughs> And yeah, she, he tells <laughs> Lois uh, that he's the red, blue, blur. I, I said it. Yes. You did it. <laughs> and she doesn't believe him. And then he lifts the desk that Lois is standing on. Oh, that's so great. And it's just and such like a And then he of, catches her. Oh. Guess so I should beautiful. stop calling you Smallville. <laughs> By the way, who stacks reams of paper that high on a shelf? <laughs> like, who is that for? <laughs> Yeah, because that's what they use the most of in a newspaper is paper. Yeah. <laughs> Who put the paper up here? Some jokester. Yeah, they got the they got Bug Boy working uh working in the newsroom. <laughs> he likes crawling along the ceiling and grabbing the reams of paper when anybody needs it. So, all right. So, uh, Lois is you know why didn't I find out about this? Oh, and what's great is like. Lois doesn't get mad here. Like she's like, "Oh, Lana and Chloe. Well, they've known you for years. Obviously, you know. Of course, that makes a lot of sense. You know. Yeah, there's a there's several times in this episode where Lois doesn't act like Lois. You think? Like I I, I was like thinking to myself, "See, Clark. See, you can tell your secret to somebody, and they're not going to freak out on you." But I think more, it's more like I don't want my friends to get the crap beaten out of them because they know my secret. You know. 
Yeah. Uh, so he says he can blast fire out of his eyes. He can hear a dog barking from 10 miles away, or I can hear Steph's dog barking from, you know, inches away. Uh, <laughs> or he's got x-ray vision. What? <laughs> she covers her breasts, of course, just like Chloe did before. Um, and he can run faster than the speed of sound. And, uh, yeah, Lois just like, have I been high this entire time? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I mean that's how you would react. You would be, you would react like, "Why did I not figure this out before? Yeah. Why didn't Why didn't I realize something? Why didn't I notice something? Why didn't Why was it not?" Yeah. And she thinks this, he's a media freak, which is like, yep. "Oh, about the meteors." <laughs> I got to tell you where I'm from. And that's when we see the front page: Clark Kent, alien from Krypton, <laughs> just and just a, like a goofy school picture of Clark Kent on the front page. <laughs> Which I just love. I don't know. They could have they they could have put a picture of him in his his suit, but you know he's wearing his red jacket and a blue shirt because he's a red blue blur. I get it. Yeah. So I I see why now you made a big deal in the early ep, in the early seasons about oh he's wearing his red jacket. I love oh, the red. I've always wanted one. I've always always wanted one, and I've I you know it's it 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 it, it would probably cost a lot of money. Uh, I, I think you'd have to have one custom made. Um, you know, um, what is it? Carhartt? It's like a Carhartt jacket, but red. But kind of thin. Yeah, but it, thinner, it looks it looks heart. tough. It looks tough. Yeah. I think it it's like a thin leather, if anything. I don't know. Or, I don't know, fabrics. <laughs> I was going to say a fabric, but I don't know fabrics. Maybe I should start a, a get, get Robin a red Carhartt jacket Kickstarter and see how many people... Uh, Throw throw some money in because I'm you know broke. Well, I'm cheap. Uh, you know, <laughs> how do I convince my wife? I'm like, listen, I really want this red car jacket. You know, you're going to stand out quite a quite a bit. I don't care. I need the red car, <laughs> and I will need a drawer full of blue t-shirts, please. <laughs> I'm not going to hang out with you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, the newspaper guys like your money's no good here, which is great. Little kids like I love your outfit, or I like your outfit so much, you know. And he's got his own little, <laughs> he's got his oh, own yeah, little, red his own little costume. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then like people are like, yay, Clark, yay, Clark. And then there's this like girl who's like, hey, Clark, and she just like throws herself off a fire escape. <laughs> and then he speeds over and catches her, catches her. I'll fall for you any day. Which is just like, geez, you know, she's a cheerleader yeah. from you know a high school there locally. She's from like a, like a like one of those fifties musicals that kind of <laughs> falls into like Elvis's arms or whatever. Okay, on uh, eBay, Smallville superhero cosplay costume Clark Kent red denim jacket. Yeah, so that works too. High quality red denim fabric, satin lining, sixty-five dollars. Six, it oh, it's probably not my size. Probably not. It's probably for little skinny boys. This is why I'm on the treadmill every day because, you know, athletic, fit people get to wear the best stuff. Mm-hmm. Now I, I just wear jeans and t shirts until I'm uh, thin again. So $66 with $30 shipping and handling. Ooh. <laughs> so uh, I really wanted something, honey, <laughs> for my birthday. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so. Uh, it turns out that Chloe and Jimmy are famous now because they're Clark's best friends. And um, Jimmy is like in a hospital room and 
still has to deal with people like peeking in on him and Chloe's, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, warding them off from going into his room. We don't actually see Jimmy, I don't think, right? No. Right. And uh, so Davis uh, sees Chloe and it turns out that Chloe doesn't remember any of the stuff that happened in the fortress. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just remembers the kiss that he, he gave her and uh, – and all the texts that he was sending. Yeah. But she didn't even read the texts. No. Davis says um, his, uh, says that friendship with uh, her could be dangerous. And she also hears uh, – what was it? Oh, he, sorry. He hears that uh, Clark is Kryptonian here because the news came out that Clark Kent is an alien from Krypton. And he's like, oh, I'm supposed uh, to kill the other Kryptonian. So uh-huh. – uh, meanwhile, Linda makes a play for the editor. The editor is like, whatever. And she's like, that's because he's an alien. I know, I know some things. And, um, yeah, she's still trying to, uh, assert a power play that yeah. she doesn't have. Like she, because she knew she was going to out Clark, but he added himself. So she was still trying to find a way to one up. Yeah. To uh, you know. Anyway. Uh, meanwhile, there are people outside the farmhouse. Oh, this so was so excited. great because you could you could see the light bulb, the flash bulbs through yeah. the windows and hear them outside while uh, Chloe is talking to Clark. If I love when Chloe is like making her way through the paparazzi, and we see a Clark Hope poster, <laughs> like the Obama oh. Hope posters. <laughs> yeah, I want one of those too. By the way. Uh, Kickstarter, come on, people. Uh, eBay. Uh, okay. All right, get on it. Uh, <laughs> Clark Kent. Hope, Hope. poster. Um, so now, uh, you know, Clark, and I love he's talking on the phone with Martha, who's, um, she's she has to go on leave because, you know, she's a senator and, you know. No. And it's it's disrupting her ability to do her job. Yeah, and also Clark is starting to get blamed for people he didn't save on TV. Oh yeah, what the heck. Yeah, uh, uh, does Linda Lake do that? I know she blames him. She goes, she does a press conference and blames Clark for the death of Lex. Yep, yeah, yeah. He's he's to blame for meteor showers, power outages, and a trail of bodies, including the real hero, Lex Luthor. Yep. Um, so yeah, Clark tries to answer these Fed's questions, but uh, they start they start talking tests, and that's when uh, Clark's like, "Nope," and they open fire on him right in the Kent kitchen and out in the woods. <laughs> what? What are you laughing at? No, just go ahead. Okay. I thought you said the kitchen. The kitchen. Oh, that would be I the like Kent that. kitchen. I'm gonna eat in the kitchen. <laughs> um. So. Uh, Media is going crazy. Uh, what is this? I wrote down Clark Kent is dangerous, unpredictable, and without remorse. Yeah, I think that's what Linda Lake says. Yeah. And Chloe says, unless you're hiding some latent power to turn back time, I've run out of ideas. And Clark's, oh, I know. I, I have a way to turn back time, actually. Um, but there's always a consequence. Mm. However, he, he just can't. He realizes he can't help people if they know who he is. So, um, 
was this Lois goes to see Tess. Wait, back up. We didn't talk about the most beautiful shot in oh, the whole series. I love series. it. I've watched it so many times. Okay, after Chloe and Clark have the conversation in the Kent farmhouse and Clark goes to open the door to the paparazzi, there's this like slow motion shot of him opening the door and the the uh the light bulb, the flash bulbs going off and him mm. from behind. That is Gorgeous. Oh, I yeah. Love it I, so much. I saw you were asking for the GIF on Twitter. Yeah. Like, yeah. I want to look at that, like, constantly. Listen, I've asked for a jacket. I've asked for a hope poster. Can you <laughs> at least give give Steph a GIF? I mean, I know you're listening. I know you're capable. You can do it. All right. Thanks. Uh, sorry. <laughs> talk to the listeners. talking to? I don't know. Whoever's listening, I know there's somebody listening. And if they're not listening, then they don't know I'm talking to them. So it doesn't matter. I'm talking to myself. All right. Uh, So yeah um, Tess talks about how People love tearing down heroes before More than building them up Or was that Lois who said that I just wrote the quote down I I don't know But what's the part where Where's the part where Lois Lane says Oh hell no (laughs) (laughs) Did I I write this? I don't even know where it is I think it it had something to do with Yeah, I think it had something to do with uh, Linda Lake. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Lois is at her desk, and she's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> so this is a great scene, though. At the barn, uh, Lois catches up with Clark. He's about to use the ring. And Lois, like, this is Lois knowing Clark's secret and just being yeah, like, a great friend to him. And Yeah, and just the way she talks is... It's just different than she's what we... She's a true believer. That's what I'm thinking. Like, she's she's inspired by the fact that this, this guy... Like, this is she, what she's been waiting for. Yeah. This guy that, you know, is, a, you know, a noble person that she, you know, has, like, this l- long crush on actually is, like, this amazing person that can do all these different things and has been saving them all along. Like, she's inspired by... Who he is and who he could be And she tells him to fight And sh- and you know eventually people Will see who he really is But um And, and she's I've been down the hero road before But this was different mm, Yeah I mean You know Oliver is a human Yeah uh, With no powers just He has great archery skills And Arthur Was he's human but he's got Powers but yeah, this is completely different. Napoleon, he's got bow staff skills. Huh? Who? Napoleon. Who's that? Dynamite. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so this was really great, though. Um, when Cl- when L- Lois realizes that Clark isn't going to tell her when he resets everything. Yes. She says... Well, of course not. Why? Why should I think I'm special? You know, kind of like a guilt. <gasps> and he says, "No, uh, it's because you are special." Uh, oh my god! Uh, so Clark goes to find the ring in the toolbox, and it's a trap planted by Linda. And um, now, he's out of commission with the kryptonite. Yeah. Meanwhile, at Isis, uh, um, Chloe is uh, well. She's like deleting data, shredding papers, yada, yada, yada. But I wrote here, now that everything is going to get reversed, we're going to get a version of events uh, that could happen in the future, um, which is Davis um, is ready to 
destroy Clark and uh, um, but David or sorry Davis like tells her to warn Clark and as she, and then he starts transforming and tells her to get out of there so she's leaving a message for Lois while she's being murdered by Doomsday yes which then gets picked up by Lois uh-huh. and uh, yeah, after Lois k- kicks uh, uh, Linda's ass soundly uh, God I love her so much um. <laughs> And then she's, and then Lois is like, "Chloe just called. You're not going to believe this." But Davis and Clark's like, "Nope," puts the ring on. I <laughs> uh, know. I mean, this is not. He's acting like Doc, uh, uh, Doc, uh, Doctor Brown, Doctor Emmett Brown, Doctor Scott, Doc Brown, Doc Brown. Yeah. Why am I saying Doctor yeah. Scott? Rocky Horror Picture Show and Back to the Future are two different movies. <laughs> um. Yeah, he's like, "Don't tell me if I, you know, I." I will say, you know, so she, it's like, I, I, don't, I, just, I just don't get it. Why would he put on the ring? To do, wouldn't he be curious about Davis? I don't think he realized what she was saying. Yeah. I think it was just for the audience, for us to say, <laughs> oh, if he had been just a couple of seconds um, slower, he would have been able to take the knowledge back with him that Davis Bloom is the, is Doomsday. Yep. But no. Nope. That's how I took it. But nope. <laughs> yeah. So, so something will be different now. Yes. But yeah, we did get this like horrifying version of events where Chloe gets murdered by this guy. Um, so uh, so we go to two. And I figure and I figure because she says, you know, something will be different now, it will be something that affects her. Oh, maybe there's gonna be consequences. Um so two days earlier, Clark uh, writes a story about Linda instead, and says she tells her she says, you're like, you're going to jail, and then he electrocutes her to death. <laughs> I was like, whoa, Clark! <laughs> but I guess it's uh, uh, according to my Smallville wiki, it's to neutralize her power and keep her in human form. Uh. And he says, no one can ever know my name, which is why I thought he straight up killed her because she she still has the knowledge that she has in human form. So I don't know. But I guess she's can't be. I've uh, lost my train of thought yeah. because she's she. He can defeat her because she, now she is human. Because her powers, she was pretty because she could just like slip through your literally slip through your fingers right. and get away. She could always get away from him, but now she can't. So let's talk tra- time travel. <laughs> okay, you're, you're welcome. Uh, so Clark lives that version of events from beginning uh-huh. to end. Then he gets to the end of that version of events and he puts the Legion ring on, which is a time traveling device, yes. which goes, sends him back into time. What happened to that earlier version of Clark? He did it. How, how did he replace himself? He just traveled in time. Did he go back in time and murder himself? No one can ever know my name. <laughs> no, <laughs> you go back in time and you replace yourself. Yeah, but how? You, Legion ring. But- <laughs> Like Rock and and uh, what's his nuts and the, and that girl there, uh, which yeah. are, actually they're superhero names. Um, they didn't like replace earlier. I mean, of course they lived uh, like a thousand years into the future, but still, like I don't, I don't think that's how time travel is supposed to work. Look, I don't think to. I think time travel stories are perfect for people like me. I don't think too deep about it. Right. Right. Because I always thought, like, you, you go back to, like, you know, 
what is it, like timeless? You go back during a time that you're alive that you could affect things terribly, but like Clark straight up replaced himself. He like probably dropped himself into a well with a bunch of kryptonite and said, die. I'm taking over. No, no. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so Clark uh, tells Chloe about it, about what happened, and uh, she suggests that maybe you can have your cape and have it too. <laughs> <laughs> Two separate identities. Uh, and uh, that's interesting. And then Clark says he destroyed the Legion Ring because that's dangerous. And Chloe. Ponders what would have changed uh, this time. And we go to that medicine storeroom. And um, that's when, uh, after after he gets his antipsychotics, uh, Linda shows up, says she's got his secret because she doesn't have um, Clark's secret. And <laughs> Linda's like, or, uh, you know, Davis just smothers her. And then he throws away the pills, which is like, uh-oh. Yeah, so be- he was fighting it in the beginning, and now he's given in to it. And uh, Davis has uh, helped Clark by murdering <laughs> the, the girls knew a secret and could cause problems for him. Uh, so Lois waits for Clark at a table outside a coffee shop, and Clark stands across the street. <gasps> and there's music. Oh, there rips my music. heart out. Song is called "Uh Huh Her" by or it's uh it's called "Dreamer" and it's by "Uh Huh Her" and it will be on my, my playlist. Not the best song the this gym. time, but yeah, I started to the gym yesterday again and I was listening to the playlist. Yes. All right, let's go to turbulence. Okay. The one where we watched the best Jimmy episode. Really? I mean, I always think about Turbulence as that episode where Clark and Tess jump out of the out of the plane. But watching this, I was I was very much on Jimmy's side, and I thought Aaron Ashmore put a great performance in, and I was actually feeling for him more than I used to. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I've always liked Jimmy. I saw the discussion. Was that with Ray? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, where he's like, yeah, Jimmy's a jerk. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I've always liked Jimmy, and I've just, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't blame Jimmy or blame Chloe either way. I just think that it was kind of weird how they went back and forth last season, breaking up and getting back together. But I just blame that on the rider strike. But um, yeah, it was it was it was just like a typical like uh, he's jealous of Clark because she. <laughs> Has a special yep. friendship with Clark, and you know, and then she had a she wrote I mean, a letter that one time, and yeah, yeah. I just think it's just Jimmy's insecurities. Yeah. But look at Clark. Would you not be? You know, feel, oh, would you not? He would make you feel insecure. I'd be like hashtag clobbing. Uh, <laughs> but and then also with <laughs> Chloe and and Davis, it's she can't control herself. There's yeah. some power greater than the two of them that keeps pulling them together. I don't know. And Brainiac is out of out of Chloe at this time. So, I mean, before I could think of it that way, like Brainiac was pulling them together. But now Brainiac is a ball being brought to the future. Yeah, so you're right. It's her oves. Uh, her oves are pulling her <laughs> towards her the oves. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe's thinking with her oves again. <laughs> All right, so we start in the typical church confessional booth because we got to have. Oh, these, I really right? like this. Bless I me, really Father, like this. for I've eviscerated a lot of people. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, you know, usually I hate this religion stuff, but yeah. I'm digging this, uh, all of this, this imagery with, uh, Davis and the Jesus and the Judas and the G- and yeah. the. Yin I was wondering if that bothered you or not because it does. No, I, re- I really like it because mm. okay, he killed Linda Lake and he gave in to uh, Doomsday. Doomsday. <laughs> the, yeah, and so he goes and talks to the priest, and the priest tells him, you know, fight good, uh, fight evil with good. Yeah, and so he's like, okay, the priest has given me uh, approval to. <laughs> I can't, I'm going to Dexter it. I'm going to kill the people who deserve it. That's why I wrote down Dexter. <laughs> this solves this solves the problem, and it's uh, the best thing for humanity or whatever. Oh, by the way, that junkie uh, in the streets there that Davis sort of saves or just kind of like freaks out um, is played by Richard Harmon. You know who he is? Did you watch The 100? Is that uh, That's Angie Jessica Harmon's? Or Jessica Harmon's uh, brother, yeah. Oh, okay. He's uh, on the 100. What's his name? Richard Harmon. Yeah. Seth is uh, IMDBing right now, which is great for podcasting. Sorry. It's he okay. was on Kazee. I was okay with it when you were looking for uh, eBay stuff for me, so. <laughs> he was on Continuum. Ah, okay. Yeah, he's one of those Canadian actors that's on. Everything. Uh, so, uh, Chloe is, uh, at the camp farm and Clark's showing off his, uh, you know, that he's got his suit on. He's, uh, he's already, at, I love how he's like shows how quickly he can change and that when he pulls his suit on, you can see the blue shirt underneath the, the white yeah. shirt. It's like, that's, that's classic Superman right there. Like he could rip his shirt open and there'd be the blue shirt. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and Chloe makes some kind of crack about, um, a Billy Graham crusade <laughs> camp meeting or something. Yeah. So it kind of goes back to the religion yeah. theme. And, uh, yeah, he's having a great time being a hero. Uh, and he's like learned how to go just slow enough to show up on the traffic cameras. So people <laughs> can you know, keep the legend alive. And, uh, but you know, Chloe's worried because, you know, Lex and Tess, you know, maybe Tess knows more about Clark than what she's saying, you know. Um, and Clark's like, hey, you know, did you remember that your husband is at the hospital right now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I did write down, uh, which actually Tess comments on later, like, homie needs to get a new backpack. Like, he's been carrying that thing since ninth grade. <laughs> <laughs> time to grow, time to get a new, like, a, a briefcase. Yeah, or, or- she said we need to... Something less high school musical and more Louis Vuitton or something. Yeah. Uh, so meanwhile, at the hospital, Jimmy's got you know, he loves those pain meds. He's been he's in a lot of pain, getting bone saws shoved through his chest. Um, you know, I wish they'd had like a better budget or something. maybe I don't know if it's a budget thing or Aaron Ashmore is uh, a little shy to take his shirt off. <laughs> but it would have been cool to see like the damage that those claws did to his chest. Because he's in a lot of pain still. Yeah, and he's got PTSD. Yeah. But um, he does say, hey, you know, if we made it through that attack, we're going to be together forever. Yeah, right. Um, um, And so later that night, Jimmy sees Davis in an elevator snapping a guy's neck who uh, was like a drunk running around the, the hospital hallways. Yeah, and and I too, I wasn't sure if it was if he was seeing 
re- real the real thing or if he was imagining it. All right. Yeah. Uh, but it's great. I love this stuff. I love you know, this is very Hitchcock. The creepy, like, the creepy hospital setting. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Buffy killed by death, that kind of thing. Where yeah. one person's seeing something that nobody else is seeing. But I also like the, like like I said, like the Hitchcocking, like the man who, like a, who sees like someone committing evil, but kind of, I guess I'm thinking like rear, rear window, maybe. Mm-hmm. Nobody, believes nobody believes him and he's me. paranoid. And then he does see, like he sees Chloe die. But yep. she comes running in. Yep. So, so the audience and Jimmy doesn't know what is actually real. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Clark and Tess are taken off. They're, Tess is announcing in Los Angeles a Mercer Media Group needs a reporter to launch softballs at her. Uh, let's see, Davis plays innocent with Chloe. He's like, hey, well, I was. You probably saw me trying to track down this drunk driver. He was. Causing some trouble or whatever. Yeah, and he says, oh, Jimmy, your... Um, pain pump. Pain pump misfired. Yeah. And she's, and Chloe said, no, I was with him last night, and it wouldn't give him an extra dose when he need, when he wanted it. Yeah, I, I, and, and that little, like, did you do anything to it, Jimmy? Did you do something to make it come out? Like, uh, like, oh, you freaking joke. Um, and Jimmy is rightly outraged. Um and so, yeah, uh, Davis walks out of the room and Chloe calms her man down uh, quick enough so she can go rushing after Davis. And uh, instead of standing by her husband and believing him, I mean, Chloe, <laughs> mm-hmm. this is why I'm like really on Jimmy's side completely. Well, and then how Chloe and Davis, how he's like um, comforting her. And Jimmy's watching, and you don't really yeah. know if that's exactly how it happened, or if that's just how Jimmy's uh, seeing it. Yeah, I don't know. It, we, it, it's different though because we see it. It starts with them having a conversation, and she's like apologizing for him, you know. Mm-hmm. And then it moves over, and we see Jimmy's been looking out the window that time. So I think it's more like this is something that's happening that Jimmy's seeing. And Davis is like, "Listen, I've been moving on, but I'm surprised she didn't tell Jimmy about our kiss." <laughs> Mm. That must mean something, and uh, and then and then Chloe starts like breaking down and crying because like oh somehow I I know I somehow caused this, and Davis like hugs her like ah oh, you oh, you little worm Davis, um so we go to the Queen Jet which is captained by uh, Janko from My Zombie by the way slash ah. Coach Clayton from Riverdale, <laughs> uh, Colin slash. Lawrence. Somebody from Hellcats, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. He, wasn't he like a coach or something in Hellcats? I, I saw it was uh, Riverdale. Maybe it was Hellcats. I think it was Riverdale. Um, but he was on Smallville before. He was an FBI agent in Gone and a doctor in Thirst. And uh, yeah. Uh, so they discussed things. You weren't Lex's friend. You were his obsession. It looks like she uh, read his she's journal. Been, yeah, re- reading the journal. And so Clark is like, so uh, what did what did Lex say about me? <laughs> She yeah. won't tell him. So then he decides to get her drunk. Yes. And, she, and for a split second there, you know, she was thinking, oh, I'm about to sexually harass my reporter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, is, is this where she tells him about her childhood? Yeah. Let's, 
we'll, let's, let's skip to the Tess and Clark stuff. We keep, it keeps bouncing back and forth in my notes, so let's just do that stuff first. Okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, Clark tries to get Tess drunk to get her talking, and meanwhile, Tess is trying to do the same to get him talking. Uh, <laughs> but, but he's not getting drunk. <laughs> he doesn't get drunk. Uh, so she says she dreamt of being the little mermaid waiting for her prince, and her father shattered her eardrum and broke her arm three times. Of course he did because he is the redneck drunk yep. from Louisiana, from the swamps of Louisiana so, where they don't have electricity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In schools. No schools, <laughs> nothing. There's nothing down there. Um, uh, so uh, Tess saw Lex's Clark room and mm. is like, why was he so obsessed with you? And we don't know it, but this is where Tess kind of signals the pilot. Um, and there's a bit of an explosion. And, uh, you know, we find out later that the pilot had bailed and left him in the plane. Like, that's got to be like a lot of, like, please pay me tons of money to do that. Because yeah. otherwise I'll be, <laughs> you know, I'm going to live through this. And, uh, yeah. So Tess Are goes, you really sure you, this is what you want me to do? So you think he's a what? <laughs> um so and, and Tess even finds the parachutes and is just like hides them, which doesn't doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And so Clark puts that like things are getting real, and um, you can see the fear in Tess's eye. Like like okay, maybe he isn't super. Like what's going to mm-hmm. happen? And so he puts the oxygen oxygen on her, and then like puts a he pinches the line. Yeah, she, until she passes out, and then. We see an awesome shot of him jumping out of the plane with her and the plane exploding behind them. Freaking awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's, That's what I think great. of when I think of a turbulence. But, you know, I, I totally forget that there's this great um, Jimmy plot, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy subplot. Yeah. Yeah. Like Ace. Like, really, that's the A story. And the Clark and Tess stuff is the B story. Yeah. And uh, Tess later catches Clark in a lie because Clark says, you know, they. I we I saved us both. There was actually only one parachute, so I put it on and grabbed you and Uh-huh. And she's like, Oh, I saw there were more parachutes than one. And yeah. She says that she feels safe around Clark. Uh-huh. And he says, I'm not Lex. Or she says, I'm not Lex, you can trust me. Yeah, see that's the thing. Tess does not realize how much like Lionel and Lex she is. Yeah. But we can see it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so we should skip back. Um, not too far, really. Um, so we do the ambulance scene where Jimmy finds the body, which is another very, like, I don't know, I was like so into this. this is very mm-hmm. Hitchcock finds the body. Um, and uh, Davis comes in and is immediately, immediately like trying to cover up. And then he knows that Jimmy saw the body. So now he's like trying to not kill him by like, well, maybe his death wasn't a bad thing. Yeah, because he was a drunk driver that killed a lot of people. Yep, yep, and that's that's where we find out why Davis murdered him because it's another guilt-free murder. Um, and yeah, just how quickly Davis moves on Jimmy and injects him, mm, like Dexter. Yep. Wasn't, <laughs> now wasn't Sam Witwer on Dexter? I think Dexter killed him. Really? I think you need to use your IMDb powers again. <laughs> so uh, they. That's, you know, Jimmy wakes up in the hospital bed and uh, has this nightmare of Chloe being murdered. And, yeah, the stuff that he injected Jimmy with is, like, hallucinatory. It's not just to knock him out. It was to make him hallucinate. 
so Davis can again play the good guy in front of Chloe when Chloe comes out in her big red, her big yellow trench coat, <laughs> which she wears a lot this episode. Uh, to to come, you know, to be like ah, but he totally sees Chloe getting murdered in that room, you know. So um, there's an interesting uh, uh, deleted scene because the next time we see uh, Jimmy is when he finds Davis. Uh, about to murder somebody else in an alley and handcuffs him to the fence. There was a deleted scene that where we got the, the, that like filled in the beat between the two. Um, because um, Jimmy says uh, that he figured out he had a cut on his hand that he got from, you know, um, smashing glass in the ambulance. Um, he cut himself in there. So that's when he realized he wasn't hallucinating. So anyway, the deleted scene um it starts off uh, after the hallucination. Chloe is uh, settling Jimmy back into bed, and he like is super sorry. He he actually fully believes at this point that it was just drugs playing tricks on him, mm-hmm. and and he's so like apologetic to like Chloe and like you know tell Davis I'm really I, I had no idea this was going on, and then Chloe looks at his hand. She's like, How, you know, wow, you cut yourself, and she runs off to get the bandage. And then Jimmy like looks at the cut and then sees like flashes of Davis killing the drunk and then attacking him in the ambulance. And then you see like a close up, like, <gasps> you know, it was Davis. So that was a deleted scene, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, but that's what get a, gets him to chaining up Davis. And uh, that's when Chloe uh, sneaks up behind Jimmy and uses her little stun gun on him. And Davis is about to transform, but it's with Chloe's touch that causes Davis to stop the transformation. Mm. Tale as old as time. <laughs> <laughs> um, Neil Perry is the character that Sam Whitworth played in Dexter. He's a disturbed man with an unusual hobby in collecting dead animals and displaying them throughout his trailer. Mm-hmm. Following the ice truck killer investigation, he attempts to bring fame upon himself by claiming that he is the actual ice truck killer, oh, only to be proven this. wrong. God, Texture was so great in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. So great. Um, so uh, at the farm, Clark tells Chloe about the whole test thing. And uh, Chloe thinks he's he should just quit the paper, hang up the cape. And, uh, and it reminds us that Tess actually tried to kill Lana just a few episodes ago. And Clark's like, oh, hey, she, she was just trying to destroy the suit. It had nothing to do with Lana. So he's already making up excuses for Tess. Um, bah, 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 bah. What else? So um, Jimmy rightfully is like um, upset that Chloe knocked him out and tells her he's sick of her taking other people's sides over him. First Clark, now Davis. Like, mm. you know, it's one thing. It's like lifelong friend. Now it's like this dude she just met. Um, and he says he's done trying to make this work. Marrying you was the biggest mistake of my life. Ugh. Wow. So sad. Dang. And so uh, Jimmy's in a rage. Uh, he leaves uh, an envelope on Tessa's desk with a picture of Davis. And it says, meet Davis Bloom. Mm. Um, meanwhile, Clark changes in the fo- phone booth. I love it. Just like, <laughs> um, then we see Tess giving, uh, Janko <laughs> his cash. Uh, mm-hmm. Jimmy is driving away. Um, and then Jimmy does the thing that Davis actually killed the drunk driver for, which was driving through a red light. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that. 
No, I didn't. It's like, kind of like an F you Davis kind of thing. <laughs> and meanwhile, this oh, I love this song so much. I don't know who this band is, Apocalyptica. And they have a song called I Don't Care. And it plays through this ending montage of Jimmy just in a rage, right, driving away. Chloe at home crying. And then it goes down on the street. And there's Davis just standing in the rain looking up. And it's just so good. Oh, I love that montage so much. I mean, it is it is sad and tragic that their marriage didn't even get off the, you know. But uh, Jimmy has PTSD. Mm-hmm. But also, Jimmy's kind of right. Yeah. I'm telling you, he's a serial killer. And then they find out later, Jimmy was right. Davis is a serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. Also... I'm sorry. I don't care if you think your husband is like hallucinating or whatever. Like the second, like the other guy walks out of the room and you know, you've got feelings for him. You know, you, there's been something weird going that you go to him over than over, you know, standing by your husband and maybe texting him later or something. You know, to me, that's, I'm like, Chloe, come on. You know, that's just not cool. Anyway, we should move on to our next episode. Okay. Hex. Hex. Oh, I really messed up, didn't I? This actually what? was the episode Tom was supposed to direct. <laughs> oh, really? Oops. <laughs> huh. um, but uh, just so you know, spoilers, they give him the penultimate episode of the season. So that's that's when Tom gets to direct. Okay. Hex, written by Brian Q. Miller. Um, the one where Zatanna arrives to grant the Cloisers their wish. <laughs> so is Zantana a real character? Yes uh, Actually uh, uh, Her father Zatara Whatever his name is Zoloft I don't know <laughs> He was actually in uh, Action Comics Number one I think The same issue that Superman premiered so, oh, wow. uh, Or maybe it was like number 11 I'm terrible with the facts And apparently I didn't write those notes down I'm sorry um, But um, But yeah Zatanna actually shows up later In, in the comics um, And magic works on Clark Yep yep uh, So we go to Chloe's sad birthday And Clark didn't show He did send a sweet gift The Tales of the Weird and Unexplained Which go- goes back to that Chloe and Clark flashback um, back during uh, Abyss Yeah Yes But Oliver Queen is here To uh, Lay the charm down And uh, mm-hmm. Be his awesome self But uh, He gets called away And um, uh, That's when she looks Wistfully at Lois And goes Man I, w- I want Lois's life And uh, <laughs> Yeah I like this Okay it's It harkens back to the episode uh, What's the episode where Lois Put on the lip gloss Crimson had, had the red kryptonite yeah. That was great So this, this is a lot like that episode But also I like that Chloe is not so pathetic That she really wants Lois's life I It's mean, just in that moment Yeah in that moment it's It was not just like, a bad evening yeah. she was having I like that uh, Lois comes over, gives her a birthday cupcake. It is like one year closer to the sweet release of death. Just <laughs> <laughs> a great birthday wish. And uh, uh, so, um, oh yeah, Zatanna comes. Actually, Oliver hadn't left. Zatanna actually tried to approach him at the party, but he sends her over to Chloe's. Like, hey, you're here to perform. There's the birthday girl. Um, 
So she tells Chloe to make a wish, and Chloe gazes at Lois, and uh, yeah, and we see when she wakes up the next blue. morning. Yeah, she wakes up the next morning and puts her bunny slippers on. <laughs> oh my goes god, over to the I'm mirror. Lois. She's Lois, <laughs> and she has a cute little. Lois is wearing a, a, a Chloe hair bow yeah, I know. in her hair, and because of boobs, Chloe's clothes are too little for Lois. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. I yeah, I love seeing Erica Durant's here wearing Chloe clothes and the Chloe hairstyle. You know, even though she's got longer hair, it's got it's kind of like tied back and little little hair things in her hair, and yeah, yeah, a whimsical hair yeah. clasp. It doesn't like look Chloe like Lois. It's it's very Chloe. Um, and Lois talks like Chloe. She yeah. She speaks kind of high high pitched, and it, it's 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 obvious that she, that Erica Durant is doing a Chloe Sullivan, uh-huh. not Lois. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah, see, this is where I get mad that. The Smallville official companion stopped at season seven because I would have loved to have some inside scoop on this. <laughs> but yeah. um, there was actually a deleted scene here. Um, by the way, I call her Clovis in my notes <laughs> just because it's, so, it's such the Clovis dream, Clovis's dream for Chloe so to finally is become really Lois. A, reac- a reaction to those crazy people who think that Chloe and Lois is the same person? I have no idea. But I have heard Brian Q. Miller on uh, on Starkville South Savelle. You know, I see him on Twitter. He is a very, you know, he, I don't know. He's just so clever and funny. And I just think this would be, this is so obviously the reaction to Cloisers. <laughs> like, <laughs> the people waiting forever for Chloe to finally turn into Lois Lane. And now it actually happens. <laughs> but I think, I think, but it's also like kind of like a F you to the folks that, you know, would want Allison Mack playing Lois Lane because it's like, yes, Chloe is finally Lois, but as played by Erica Durant, kind of like F you, we stand by Erica. We're not, we're not going to give you what you want. Yeah. We'll give you what you want, but not totally what you want. Um, yeah. Clark is, Oh, sorry. I, I skipped. There's a deleted scene. Actually. Um, Jimmy shows up in this episode in the deleted scene. Um, after she, uh, uh, puts on, um, the Chloe wardrobe, she goes to the Ace of Clubs to see if anybody's got info on Zatanna, um, and nobody does. And Jimmy's actually there, and it's just this awkward scene. Like Jimmy's got like dark circles around his eyes. It looks like he had like I don't know what he was doing there. Beats me. Early morning Ace of Clubs. Maybe he was working. I don't know. Um, uh, Clovis hugs him, and uh, then and he, she, you know, she just tries to like stick up for Chloe, like herself basically to Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy, like, again, he says, I really wish I never took her number. <laughs> like, he is very much done with her. Mm. Um, so uh, that's why, um, uh, you know, it's on it's on Chloe's mind when she goes back to the Daily Planet. And, well, first Clark is t- taken back by how tight Lois's top is. Yes. <laughs> and... Uh, also, he starts talking about – they start talking about the Jimmy – the J. Clo drama and Clark's like, hey, listen, there's always two sides to the story. Yeah. Clark takes Jimmy's side and it's funny that Chloe doesn't blame him. Yeah. Uh, maybe Chloe feels guilty and she realizes she's wrong. Maybe. I, if she's as smart a character as I hope she is, I yeah, I think she would 
find some blame in this or find some guilt in this, you know. But so yeah, they get a they get a story and a police standoff, and <laughs> Clovis says, "Start your engines, uh, Smallville." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, hey, Ollie's got an office now with a very large, like stained glass. Of green with arrows in it. Hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Well, okay, so Zatanna. It, it's it's Zatanna, by the way. Z- it's it's really Zatanna. hard hard not to say Santana, but it, <laughs> it is Zatanna. <laughs> Zatanna. <laughs> she she almost gives him his wish and you never find out what he would wish for. Yeah. Give me my book and I, I grant you a wish. We didn't uh, mention uh, who plays Zatanna. It's the girl that was Medusa in the Inhumans, <laughs> in that terrible television show. She was actually one of the reasons why I was excited for Inhumans because I was like, I liked her. And, and I actually watched her previously on Breakout Kings with uh, Malcolm Goodwin. And uh, what's his face from Westworld? That guy. Yeah. I was a big Prison Break fan, so I was excited to watch the spinoff. Um and that's I didn't happens. even know that was a spinoff. Uh, yep, yep. James Marsden? Nope. Jeffrey Wright? Nope. <laughs> Definitely not Jeffrey Wright. Oh, the guy. Young who, William. Yeah. You know, I watched a spoiler video of season one of Westworld and I never got any of that. Wow. I never got. I, there was so much of that show that just went right over my head. Well, yeah, we should talk about that. Uh, nah, that's all right. I don't not, care. Not now, but, but sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that's not now. <laughs> Uh, okay, so um, yeah, Jimmy, so, Jimmy, somebody, Jimmy. Anyway, hey, okay, <laughs> wasn't sure we were still looking. Um, and then, okay, so uh, Clark actually catches uh, Lois again, Clois, and uh, yeah, she looks at it, Clark is looking at her uh, quite differently. Than yeah, you usually look at Chloe. So, yeah, Chloe realizes that he's looking at her very differently. Mm-hmm. And we see that Jimmy this, uh, Simpson. Jimmy Simpson. There it is. Yes. <laughs> um, we see this guy Yuri, who's under the effects of magic, and uh, he's speaking Latin. Yeah. So, and, what was his wish? His wish was to speak Latin. Uh. Oh uh, God, it wasn't very important to me in this episode. Okay. So I yeah, didn't it was kind of. Yeah. I mean, I think <laughs> what was sad about her about Zatanna's character. Yeah. Was that she was so wrapped up grieving her father and yeah. that she could grant other people's wishes, but she couldn't grant her own. Yeah. That was kind of sad. And she was so gorgeous and she didn't just kind of like, I don't know, just like, be like, man, I'm so gorgeous, you know, and like, look at me, <laughs> look at me, Robin. And I was like, no, I will not look at you. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Chloe finally uh, convinces Clark that she's Chloe. Krypton Fortress Brainiac Jor-El. <laughs> Chloe! <laughs> yeah, because yeah, she was like, why don't you just super speed over to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And he was like, what? I didn't bring the car. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> that was fun. Yeah. Life has become so weird that weird has become normal. That's what uh, Clark says. <laughs> Which is so, uh, so, so right. Uh, uh, reverse the curse. They write the reverse the curse. Uh, uh, Zatanna says, I don't write the magics, honey. I just use them. And uh, Chloe finds out that it's going to wear off as soon as she doesn't want it anymore. And uh, I think she asks, what does 
what would Clark wish for? And I don't think Clark answers. Her eyes glow. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because they were just talking about, like, how weird is normal, and he just wishes he could be a normal reporter before mm-hmm. before he goes into this, and, and then he gets the wish. There's a mugger. Clark just stands there and watches. <laughs> Aren't you going to do says, anything? I'm to do something. So he pulls out his cell phone. Hello, 911. <laughs> You're absolutely that right, was, Lois. Hello, 911. cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went back to thinking that it was Lois and not Chloe. Yeah, and it, there's another deleted scene here. Uh, Clark is act, it, it continues on. Clark is on the phone while the mugger is trying to get away, and it's just the classic like, you know, Peter Parker Spider Man seeing just like watching the mugger get away without stopping him. And what does Chloe do? She like tackles this guy right into a bunch of garbage cans. <laughs> And Clark like walks up and he's like, oh my gosh, Lois, you know, and then he like kind of scolds her for uh, possibly getting hurt doing that. So I don't know. I must, they must've thought, ah, it's a bit too much. Cut it off with the 911. That's a great way to go to commercial. Uh, So. uh, uh, Cause we get that later when they're on the roof, the uh, Lois, aren't you afraid that blah, blah, blah happened? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, so she's trying to, she locks the door and says that, uh, the doorknob's rusty, uh, and she's like, listen, the acoustics are up here, uh, uh, sorry, she tells her to listen, tries to get the, uh, superhero go, superhearing going, and he says, the acoustics up here are incredible, mm-hmm. and, uh, another gifable thing that pops up when you type in Smallville is the image of Lois trying to hit him with a huge pipe and him moving out of the way at the right, right, right at the right time. Uh, so yeah. Uh, what else? I, I think I got stuck Lois, this episode. that could have hurt. <laughs> yeah. uh, and she said, "You know, I want you to get us down from this field." And he said, "Well, if only I could fly, or something <laughs> like that." Uh, yeah, Green Arrow gets the book, um, and then he drops it to go in the fire, but Satana grabs it before it goes in there, and, uh, we find out from Yuri later that Yuri is, Yuri knows about the book and the, the, the fact that Zatanna's trying to bring her father back from that, it's going to be a life for a life, so, mm-hmm. danger! Yeah, there was a great effect where she, uh... Well, first of all, she figures out that Oliver is Green Arrow really quickly, really easily. And he doesn't, you know, he's like, yep, it's me. He acts real funny. He acts (laughs) odd in this episode. He's like opening up to her. And then that great effect of the chains where she chains him to the post. There's anything that brings brings two people together. It's the fact that they have daddy issues. Oh, Dead fathers. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Chloe and, uh, or Clois and Clark, uh, go to the Daily Planet and they look up and yes, Zool has arrived at the roof of the Daily Planet. There's all <laughs> sorts of energy coming up. There's this, uh, uh, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man just down the block. Uh, but, uh, Clois then inspires Clark. She says, the world needs you. And, um, and then like he looks up and then he looks back and it's Chloe standing there again. And she yeah. says, come on, up, up, and away. And we get an amazing super jump. Yeah, that was great. Happen. And uh, Clark tries to stop Zatanna, and she says, what would you know about losing the one man who made you who you are? Hmm. Maybe I know. I don't know. Um, Maybe we all have daddy issues. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So uh, Chloe gets up to the roof and walks right into the vortex. Um, so Clark has to. I wrote down Clark shouldn't be a part of this, but he also has a code: save life at all costs. I don't know why I wrote this. I mean, it makes sense. He's got to save Chloe. Clark asks Zatanna what her father would want her to do. Zatanna watches as her father appears and then casts a spell to seal the portal. And Chloe's not clear. And if you notice, uh, all her magic words, they're just backwards words. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, that's exactly from the comics. Like, she says, root uh-huh. et esol. And it's like, uh, it, it, root et esolk. And that's close the door. <laughs> backwards. Uh-huh. So... Chloe wakes up in her apartment the next day. Clark shows up with coffee and bagels because Jimmy's not making breakfast anymore. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Clark talks, talk, starts talking about, uh, you know, what life would have been without having the responsibility of being who he is. And he actually wakes up with a purpose. And Chloe notes that he was constantly giving Lois uh, nonstop puppy dog eyes. And she says, you can never be who you want to be if you're always looking over your shoulder thinking what could have been, which is something I should print out. Hang on my wall. Anyway, Zatanna leaves Oliver a calling card. Oh, yeah. He thinks it's something <laughs> magical. She's like, no, it's my phone number. Yep. <laughs> There's another deleted scene here, by the way. We actually see the talon in operation. Chloe gets coffee. Lois shows up. Uh, puts a sombrero on her head as like pissed because someone had been impersonating her and taking assignments in her name, making her miss dead lo- deadlines. And also, strangely enough, Lois is wearing pigtails. Um, and what? Chloe, Chloe straight up tells her like, okay, so there was this magician. Uh, I actually took over your life for a little bit. I'm sorry, whatever. And there's just this shot of Lois just sitting there thinking. And then all of a sudden she's like, Stranger things have happened. What can you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I wondered how that worked when, uh, you know, the newspaper knew that Lois was on assignment in Mexico and she yeah. was at her desk working also. I wondered she was really you know, good. Yeah, she can do double duty. But uh, nicely enough, it, this the, what makes the scene here, uh, another sad we missed it, is that Lois is like, no, Chloe, you actually made me who I, you know, who I am. Not the other way around. Like I got that interview because of you, um, and and I, you know, ever, I I owe all I am to you. And then she said, "See, that would have been nice to yeah. see." And then, to top it all off, though, at the end she says, "And I'm going to pay you back because guess what? I got you an interview at the Daily Planet. I'm going to get you your job back." Whoa! Yeah, which makes it even more interesting to see when what happens at the very end. Yeah, when she's. She's like, this is where I belong. Watchtower is officially online. Let's get to work. Mm. Mm. Instead of that little line of uh, Oliver saying, you know, are you sure? Yeah. You know, you're going to have to. There's no chance of you going back to the Daily Planet. Are you sure that this is what you want to do? Yep. See, this this could have been a good 90-minute episode, I think, (laughs) you know, with the commercials. Yeah. Because the extra stuff they cut out was good. Oh, yeah, Lois and Clark talk again. There's only one Lois Lane. You better believe it. Um, yeah, she said that he didn't – when he picked her up from – he only he didn't talk to her yeah. on the drive uh, from the airport. He only asked about the speed limit. And then uh, she heard from Chloe that he didn't mind her assertiveness. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, Chloe let me drive. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because she was like, how, how, why didn't you pick up on it? How did you not know it wasn't me? He said, yeah, I should have picked up on it quicker because Chloe let me drive. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's a whole thing where, uh, uh, she said she's going to head out for another date. And, uh, Uh, she trying to make him jealous again. Yeah. Let's just keep a working relationship from now on. So there's that. Oh my gosh. Let's get, let's uh, get through eternal. (laughs) Yeah. Whew. I'm tripping over my words, and yes, we've been talking for a good long time. Yeah, three hours. Oh my gosh. That's including iZombie Podcast, people. I didn't edit the podcast <laughs> that much. Um, okay, so Eternal. Uh, I wrote The One Where. I, I didn't finish the sentence. Oops. The One Where We Go Back retcon. and Retcon <laughs> the Pilot. Yeah. Um. Okay, I, now, to me, this was the worst episode. But I do like the whole Judas analogy that uh, Judas made Jesus who he was, which I, I don't know about that. But <laughs> um, I liked that uh, in this episode, Clark says to Davis, you know, we should have been brothers. Like Cain and Abel, you think? Yeah, yeah like, uh, <laughs> you know, this should have happened to me. And it was that Clark was just lucky enough to get... Uh, found by Martha and Jonathan. Yeah. And Davis got found by Lionel and got oh. caged like an animal and treated like you know, garbage. Oh, yeah. I, I like that we get to we get to see the 89 meteor shower again. Um, we get to see Jonathan and Martha and Lionel again. Um, and, you know, it's this Veritas journal that gives us a way to look back. Like, Tess is like, story time. Um, <laughs> We get to see this wee little doom egg with some doom ooze turn into a, a little Davis Bloom, which I think at this oh, point people da- were calling him Bloomsday. <laughs> uh, well, and Davis is making bre- uh, making dinner for Chloe. Crying over an onion. Yeah. Yeah. Clark comes in like, hmm, what's he doing here? Yeah, we see that Davis is Davis. Uh, he cuts his finger with a knife and it heals immediately. Um, Clark has this discussion with Tess beforehand, where she wants to print. Uh, she, he wants her to print an article about this rash of missing persons cases, which you would think she'd be all about because mm-hmm. she had that file put on her desk by Jimmy. But it mm-hmm. turns out that she has been reading these journals and has her own secret motivations. Mm, I was wondering yeah. why she told Clark he didn't have any facts. Yeah. Fact, there are people dead. <laughs> fact. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he's like, you, I, you know, you're just sweeping it under the rug. And, and she's like, listen, you're the one that constantly lies, not me. <laughs> you're a liar. I'm not a liar. Um, so Davis, after Clark shows up, leaves the apartment and he sees the interior decorating of the talent and nearly, nearly throws up. <laughs> I thought you'd like that note. I wrote that for you. Um, so he drives out. He's murdered some people. And Tess pulls a Roger Nixon, which I don't know if you remember way back when we had the reporter Roger Nixon blows Clark up in a truck. And Clark steps out. Huh? Remember that? Roger Nixon. Well, forget the name. Just remember a reporter that blew Clark up in a truck that was on the farm? Yes. Yeah. That's the that's the reporter that Jonathan murders after the okay. after the uh, uh tornado. Yeah. 
Oh, wait, no. Jonathan doesn't murder Jonathan nearly murders him, but then Lex actually shoots him in the head. Yes, that's what I remember. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like season one or season two? Yeah, like be- the first episode of season two. Uh, but it was building during season one. Um, so, uh, Clark is uh, kind of peeved about the whole Chloe moving on quickly and with Davis, <laughs> of all people. Um and then all of a sudden they get news about the car blowing up. And so Davis wakes up at the manor and uh, Tess is pulling her misery uh, trick here. <laughs> it's like a, it's a Luther thing. Um, so uh, she says, you're safe with me. I mean, I just blew you up, but you're safe. You're safe now. <laughs> yeah. I just, and I really wanted to kill you. Yeah. That's what I was trying to do. Yeah. You just didn't die. Right. And, uh, Says that her, his killer instinct is not his fault and decides to read him a story about a boy that came down the same day the meteor shower happened. But she doesn't believe he came alone. And so we actually see um, uh, Clark being found, little, little Nakey Clark. <laughs> and the whole, we didn't find him, he found us. But little did we know uh-huh. that little Davis Bloom was watching off the side and Lionel had armed mercenaries down there. <laughs> At the same time, <laughs> who capture Davis and just lock him in a cage. We also find out that Lex had a bird named Feathers. Lex named his bird Feathers. And mm-hmm. uh, and Davis kills Feathers, which is actually an homage to the, the comics. Um, when Doomsday first uh, shows up, he's like in full Doomsday form. A bird like lands on him and he like completely destroys it. Oh... Uh, so they like bond over Warrior Angel. Um, by the way, Lex mentioned in the first season how, as a child, he watched the mansion getting built brick by brick. You know, it got carried over. So it's a uh-huh. little bit of a uh, weird, weird that the mansion is actually built at this point because he, I think he said he was like twelve when it happened. Uh. Anyway, uh, so Lionel sent a search party for the traveler and found Davis. Thought he was a traveler. And um, what else? Oh, Clark finds that, like in the episode Subterranean, he does a little underground X-ray and he sees a bunch of bodies. And uh, yeah. Uh-huh. And little, uh, this is sacred ground. This is where Clark's ship landed. And here Davis is fouling the earth with all sorts of bodies. So um, uh, another flashback. Lex is doing some early fencing. Um, we find out that kryptonite hurts Davis. And um, again, oh, this is where I got the 12th birthday from. Anyway, uh, the, Lionel actually, uh, I don't know if you remember the flashback of Lex as a little boy getting the St. George's box for his birthday. He was, it was his 12th birthday. Remember the flashback where Lex was like surrounded by presents and nobody was there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that was much later in his life. It was like, he was like a preteen where he's, he's like a little kid here. Uh, so back in the present, we get Judas imagery. Without Judas, Jesus would have never came back to save us all. Steph. <laughs> okay. I like it. Really? Yeah. You are meant to betray the world's savior. You're, you and Clark are destined to kill each other. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm a sucker for fate and prophecies and destinies. Yeah. And that's when um, Davis's eyes turn red and he hits Tess so hard she flies across the room. 
Oh, she? yeah. That's right, because she ends up in the hospital. That mansion is great to get thrown around in, though. I yeah. Mean, if there's a good wall to be thrown into, it's the mansion. Um, <laughs> uh, Clark and Chloe, uh, you know, Chloe now knowing that Davis murdered all these people, uh, you know, it, Clark is like, what the heck, <laughs> Chloe? Why would you, you know, be in such denial about this? And she's like, ah, I thought it was low blood sugar. <laughs> Is where I wrote "Come on" in capital letters and large type. And it, He's just so hot. Oh gosh, look at him! <laughs> Did you have you seen him without his shirt on? I mean, have you like seen point five percent body fat? Yeah. So she finally realizes that Jimmy was right, and Davis uh, is a serial killer. So Clark goes to visit Tess, and uh, she says that Lionel and Lex got the story of uh, the Kwachi Caves wrong. Sagith wasn't actually a Luther. That was Davis Bloom. Uh, while Lionel and Lex were arguing about which one was worthy. Well, another discontinuity, discontinuity problem. Uh, Davis was actually nowhere near the blade in Talisman that disintegrated when Sagith was. Any, yeah, it was both Lionel and Lex were near it. So Lionel threw uh, Davis out when uh, Martha asked uh, his help with Clark's adoption. He realized, oh, Martha's got the Traveler. (laughs) I don't have the Traveler, which then supposes that Lionel knew Clark was the Traveler all that time, which, again, doesn't really line up for me. Mm -hmm. Um, By the way, there is a deleted scene. We find out that... Uh, you know, Davis got like thrown out in the street. Like they show it in a deleted scene. Like little Lex and Davis are like innocently chasing a frog, like in like one of the mansion hallways or something. And they come around a corner and this henchman just picks Davis up and just starts walking away with him without saying one word at all. And Lex is Lex like falls to his knees and starts crying and screaming to the henchman. Please bring him back. Bring him back. Because, like, I mean, and it adds to Lex was such a lonely little boy. Yeah. Uh, it's just funny. They brought this kid back again. I just, I don't know. This episode, I didn't buy him as much as I did in the previous episodes of showing little Lex. He just, it just seemed a bit much. I don't know. Uh, I, I can't really explain it. Uh, I know. I mean, this this not my favorite. Least, least favorite episode yeah i mean it just like shows a bunch of like history and it like, there's things that are just wrong i don't i don't like this is why i didn't like the buffy comics because yeah. they they went back and tried to fill in holes that didn't need to be filled in huh you mean like the dark horse ones or the season uh eight nine ten ones because i never read any of those i mean i read some of the eight ones sadie None of your mouth. Not the season eight and nine, the omnibus. I have I had omnibus. Oh yeah, yeah. Comics. Those are those aren't supposed to be canon though. They're not. Well, that's no. good because they're not good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we see the crypto cage again, and uh, Davis wants Chloe to murder him. And Chloe's just so in love with him at this point. I know you've murdered so many people. I know you played I know a trick that on I'm my married husband. to another man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then Clark, of course, races in here and he's like, immediately starts like blaming himself. Like, what would life be if the Luthers found me in the field? Mm-hmm. And we uh, were supposed to be brothers. <laughs> there has to be something in your life to give it one more try. And Davis stares at Chloe. 
uh, with his weepy eyes. He says, I was sent to here to destroy you, Clark. And uh, he tells, well, I think he, he, uh, he starts to, tra- oh yeah, he starts to transform. And that's when Chloe pulls the switch. And this liquid kryptonite just starts dripping all over him. And Chloe has to pull Clark away and save him. It's like a shower. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and uh, did was the baby doomsday in, in the deleted scene? Or was it in the actual episode? Yeah, it was in the huh? actual episode where Davis or David, little Davis is getting dropped off on the streets. And yeah. the henchman's like, get out of here. <laughs> and he turns into little baby doomsday. Oh, and he kills the henchman. Yeah. Which again, it's just weird because it, like, how did he get through medical school? Like, how did, how did he become an EMT all this time? Like, it seems like doomsday is like a, a new thing for him. Like this year. Yeah. Right. Uh, it doesn't seem like he's been struggling with this for this long, for like his entire life. I uh, again doesn't make any sense. Um. So, uh, Clark or Chloe tells Clark that she's she'll stop anything that would threaten um Clark, even if Clark wouldn't. Oh wait, is she telling Chloe Oliver this? No. Oh, it's late. Clark's nightmare was Davis's life. That's what I wrote. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, Clark gets a visit from Tess in the barn. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, you know, I know all about you. And Clark's like, you don't know my life. <laughs> and uh, what is she? She says something about. Oh, I see oh, why Lex was pushed she... over the edge by your, all your lives. Lies. I'll wait for you to come to me. It's got to be Sooner a long wait. <laughs> and she says, quicker than you think, Kal-El. And then and then we see her at the mansion take out a suitcase and she's got the orb and it's whispering? Do you remember this orb, orb, right? What orb? The orb that was in the suitcase is at the end of Eternal. What does it do? It's the one that uh, Lex put into the uh, crystals at the fortress that made the uh, uh, fortress uh, collapse. So she found that up there. She put it in a case. Now it's in the case and she's hearing whispering coming from it. Oh. And Chloe comes back to the town And she hears a noise in the basement And she finds Davis Who says, yeah, what kills me makes me stronger <laughs> I am immortal Uh-oh, Clark's in danger And Davis says I won't kill Clark if I'm with you what And she you says, oh me? I'm off the hook I can be with Davis now and yep. no guilt I have to do it for his own good And for yeah. Clark, I'm doing it for Clark, remember? Mm-hmm. Sacrifice, so yeah hot though, oh my god <laughs> And yeah, it, it's, it's kind of cool Like uh, they see you see Chloe walk towards the door And then she just locks it So I guess she's going to live in the Talon basement Because <laughs> Doomsday could hurt her furniture or something I don't know There's lots of coffee beans down there Episode of the week, Infamous, Turbulence, Hex, or Eternal? Infamous. Infamous. Give it to Infamous. Turbulence was good, too. I mean, Hex was a lot of fun. Yeah, Hex was great. But Eternal was... Eternal, what the heck? Crap. Next week, we're going to be talking about the last four episodes of Season 8. What? Oh, yeah. We're at the end of Season 8? We have 11 podcasts left, I counted. No! 11 more times we get to talk about Smallville. (sighs) We want to start again? We'll start at the beginning. Okay. Some people will still listen. No one will okay, listen. Stiletto is the next episode. <laughs> Stiletto, Beast, Ooh. Injustice, Ooh. and Doomsday. All right. <laughs> Here are your teases. Okay. There's a new hero in town, and she looks a lot like Lois Lane. 
Is it Lois Lane in stilettos? <laughs> uh, Jimmy continues on a downward spiral post J. Clo. Uh, poor Jimmy. Chloe tries to get help from Dr. Emil Hamilton. <laughs> okay. Uh,. Remember Tess was assembling a team? Question mark, question mark. No. When was that? You don't remember some of the uh, Tess showing up to people's prison cells saying, I'm here to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative. Was this like after Blackwater? Black Creek? Blackwater. Okay. Yeah. Plastique Uh was one of them. Uh, There's a huge fight, but everything ends happily. Uh, I was going to say, I don't think that... We say goodbye to a cast oh, member or two. It better not be Justin Hartley. We also say goodbye to a legendary outfit. <laughs> Do we say goodbye to the red blue blur? <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> Do we say goodbye to the red jacket blue t shirt? Send money to my <laughs> Kickstarter. <laughs> uh, bye, everybody. Ah. <sighs> Oh, bye. Say goodbye. I, I didn't know you were serious. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. I am. Bye.